John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, if you will, please. I want to try to share a message with you that I feel the Lord has laid on my heart, simply entitled, God is Faithful. God is Faithful. You know, as we have been preparing for this, for this service, for this day, and as it got closer and closer and closer, my mind kept going back to the children of Israel how they were down in Egypt in captivity and bondage, and how God called out Moses and chose Moses to go down and lead his people out. And then how Moses came to the Red Sea just to be obedient to God, and, and there were obstacles in front of him, and there was the Red Sea in front of him, and, and he heard the, the chattering of the chariots and Pharaoh's army coming behind him. And, and he's thinking, God, I've, I've obeyed you. I've, I've led your people to this point. And and I guess we're going to die here. It's amazing how we have certainly not had life or death situations, but we've had obstacles in our way as a church as we've tried to journey and follow and be obedient to the leadership of the Lord. And, and as you go back in Exodus, you don't have to turn there, I'm not going to go there, but as you go back in Exodus, you'll see where the Lord told Moses, He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And from that day forward, uh, as Moses put forth his rod, his staff, the Red Sea departed and they went across on dry ground. I told someone, I said, I feel a little bit, maybe on a lot, lot smaller scale, like Moses. When we're standing here now and the Red Sea is departing and we're getting and walking across today on, on dry ground and we've overcome all those obstacles. I guess as they go through all of that and then Moses continues to lead the people and then of course he dies and Joshua comes on the scene and God continues his, his promise that he gave to Joshua and told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 that Moses my servant is dead. You are going to lead these people across the Jordan into the land that I have promised. And all through that you can see how God has been faithful. Yes they had problems, yes they had obstacles, yes they had hurdles to overcome. But God was faithful to his people. God has been very faithful to us as well. As we look back over the seven or eight years since it was when we sold our building back in Mascuda, I was devastated when we couldn't build there. I tried everything to get to build there. And, and, and for whatever reason, God just wouldn't let us build there. And I was so upset with the city council and everybody else. And finally I just submitted, kicking and screaming, you know, like a little boy in the, in the grocery store that can't have that second candy bar that he wants. I was kicking and screaming on the inside, like, God, why can't we do this? And little did I know that God was leading us to this place where we were able to purchase 21 acres and eventually build this building. And, and, and now I'm beginning to see that, that God has been leading us all along. We've had our obstacles, that's all I want you to see. We've had our hard places to get through. But I can declare this. Our God has been faithful through it all. Amen? He's been faithful to us. He'll continue to be faithful to us. And I promise you, He will be faithful to you if you'll just trust in Him as your personal 
Lord and Savior, God will be faithful to you. So as I've been preparing this message, there was a verse of Scripture that really just jumped out of the Bible to me. As I was just reading again the whole historical account of how God was leading His people Israel. In Joshua chapter 21, in verse number 45, the Bible says, None of the good promises the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. And then he says, Everything was fulfilled. Say that last part with me. Everything was fulfilled. Say it again. Everything. Guys, do you know what everything is? Everything is everything. I mean, there is not one thing that God promised His people that did not come to fruition. The Bible says none of the good promises the Lord made to the house of Israel failed. None of them failed. Everything was fulfilled. I'm here to tell you today, that's the same God we serve today. Amen? The same God we serve today is the same God that Moses and Joshua were serving as they were following Him and following His lead. It's the same God we serve today. And I'm here to tell you today, in your own personal life, according to God's Word, it says that all of God's promises are yes in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm here to tell you today, our God will be faithful to you if you would just simply trust Him. He's been faithful to us. And that's what I want to try to share with you briefly this morning. Before I go any further, let us pray. Father, we thank You for this day. We do praise You and thank You, Lord, for Your faithfulness. We thank You, God, how You've blessed us and how You've brought us this far. We thank You, dear God, for how You've You've laid visions and dreams on our hearts and we've been able to step out by faith and follow You. We thank You for the property You led us to. We thank You for the building that we have today. We thank You for the people that You have brought to this church family. We thank You for every single individual in here today. Lord, help us today to just glorify You. Help us today to lift up Your name. Help us today to praise You. Help us today just to brag on you because God you are a good good God and we just ask your blessings on this service today in Jesus name we pray amen on the back of your folder that you've been given this morning there's a place for you to jot down a few things and I would like for you to do that if you will please the first thing I want you to jot down is just simply this God is faithful you say preacher you mean I got up this morning came all the way to church to hear you say simply God is faithful my reply is Yep, that's exactly what I want you to get. That's exactly what I want you to write down. Point number one, our God is faithful. You see, I believe this. I believe the point of this message is just this. We either tend to forget or to take for granted the blessings and the promises of God. Maybe sometimes we really don't even believe that God's promises will come to pass. But I'm here to tell you today that all of God's promises are yes in Christ Jesus. Our God is faithful. You see, there's a philosophy out there today that believes that there is a God. They believe that God created the heavens and the earth. They'll even go as far as to believe that He created the heaven and the earth in six literal days, which I believe that as well. But here's where I disagree with some of the beliefs that are out there today. They believe that God, yes, created everything, but then they believe that God left us to our own demise. 
In other words, God is really not involved in a lot of our daily activities or our daily lives. He created everything, and it's almost like a clock, like He wound the thing up and set it down and walked away. And God created it, but He's really not involved in your daily life. Listen, guys, that is nowhere close to the truth of the Word of God. God is very much involved in everything that we do in our life. And I want you to understand, and I want you to know, that God is faithful. Well, what is the definition of faithful? And what does it mean to be faithful? And what is it whenever we say that God is faithful? Max Dupree, in reading some of his writings on church leadership, he said this quote. I want you to listen closely. He said, A friend of mine described a colleague as great at running the 95-yard dash. Now let that sink in for just a moment. He said a friend of his described a colleague who was great at running the 95-yard dash. You see, if you're just running a 95-yard dash, you didn't finish the race. The race is a 100-yard or a 100-meter dash, is it not? But he described an individual that was great at running 95 yards. You see, if God is faithful, He's going to do more than just go 95 yards with you. Amen? He's going to go the whole way. He's going to go the 100-yard dash, the 100-meter race. He's going to go the entire way. And that's what faithfulness is. It's just simply God saying that I will see you through this thing all the way to the end. You see, God's Word tells us that He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is saying, I am with you all the way until the end, all the way to the end of the ages. So that's what I think about whenever I think about how God is faithful. He's going to go with me all the way. You see, as we've been making this journey here at Victory, and we've came through different obstacles and different, you know, one thing we thought about is how God brought us this far and how we're going to pay for it. Amen? You see, I believe God's going to help us pay for it. Amen? If I didn't believe God was going to help us pay for it, then I would think that God's into the 95-yard dash thing. But He's not into that. He's into the, into the 100-yard dash. He is going to be faithful and go with us all the way to the end. Two things I want you to see about God's faithfulness. Number one, jot this down. I want you to see that God is faithful to His promises. In other words, He's just simply faithful to His Word. If there's one lesson that we learn from God's people, it's that God keeps His promises. Now, this all started whenever you look in Joshua in 2145 that I just shared with you, and you go back, you see that this all started back in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 17, in verse number 4, the Bible says, As for me, my covenant is with you. You will become the father of many nations. You see, God is speaking to Abraham. And this is where we get the Abrahamic covenant. And God is saying, Abraham, I'm going to take you, a husband and a wife, that have no children, completely barren, and I am going to bless you to where your seed is innumerable. It's as the sand of the sea. It's as the stars in the sky. I'm going to bless you, and out of your loins, out of your seed, is going to rise a great nation. Now, you've got to understand, at that time, Abraham and Sarah were getting a lot older in years, and they had no children. Can you imagine hearing that from God one day? You have no children. And he says, I am going to bless you, and I'm going to bless your seed, and it's going to be innumerable. And we continue reading, and we go over to the book of Exodus, and we see when God delivered his people out of Egypt, there were one to two million people, Israelites, that led, that Moses led out of there. 
I want to ask you a question. Was God faithful to Abraham when he made that promise? Sure he was. Abraham had no children. And here we see years later now, there's one to two, possibly three million people that God led out. God was faithful to Abraham. But not only that, we come on through the Old Testament, we look at some of the patriarchs, and we go about another, I say, 273 years later or so. And here we see Joseph. Joseph remembers the promise that God made to Abraham. And Joseph, Joseph is going to cash in on that promise. Joseph now is down in Egypt and he's second in command and his family is there and he is, he is the way that God is bringing deliverance to his people. And Joseph now is about to die. And you remember what he tells his brothers? He tells them in Genesis chapter 50 in verse 24 and 25. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will certainly come to your aid and bring you up from this land to the land that he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Joseph made made the sons of Israel take an oath. Here's the oath. Listen to what he said. When God comes to your aid, I like this, you are to carry my bones from here. In other words, Joseph is saying to his brothers, listen, I'm about to die, but don't you bury me in Egypt. God's promised us a land. He promised it to Abraham. I believe in that promise today. I believe that God's still faithful today. And when he comes and delivers you, don't you leave me here. You take me to the promised land. And we read in Scripture where that actually took place, where they finally took Joseph on out. I've told, I've told my wife from time to time, you see, I'm North Carolina born and bred. It's just in my blood. And I look at Tracy, that's Indiana born and bred. It's in his blood. And so many of you, I look at, I look at Tommy Tay, that's South Carolina born and bred in his blood. And I've told my wife, I said, listen, when I die, don't you bury me in Illinois. <laughs> Amen. You take me back to Burke County, North Carolina, and you put me in the ground right there, okay? She said, how am I going to afford all that? I said, God is faithful. Amen. <laughs> He'll take care of all of that. Don't you bury me in Illinois. No, I love this state. I love this ministry where I am. But I can relate a little bit to Joseph right there. And he he knew that God had promised them this land. And he knew that God was faithful. And he knew that God would come through. And he said, boys, I'm about to die. But don't bury me here. Take me to that promised land that God has promised you. So God is faithful to his promises. Second thing I want you to see is God's faithful to his people. God is just simply faithful to his people. I'm talking about now you and me. You see, we look back, and I could give you many, many more examples to the Old Testament where God was faithful to His promises that He made to His people. But you may look at that and you say, you know what, I understand that's the Old Testament. But what about today? You know, what about the year 2012? What about this day? What about me? What about my family? What about me personally? I want to tell you today that God is faithful to you also. He is faithful to His people. Let me just share with you a couple promises. I can't share with you all of them, but I want to share a couple. Do you realize that God has promised you that He will return one day to receive you unto Himself? I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that coming. Amen? I'm looking forward to one day spending eternity with the Lord. I'm looking forward to one day going to a place where there's no weeping, there's no crying, there's no pain, there's no heartache, there's no death, there's no fatigue. We got out in the yard yesterday, and I'm going to use a quote that my mom you got to realize whenever you hang out with a preacher, some of your statements get into the message. And we're out there playing corn toss, you know. And we're out there throwing the bean bags and the corn toss. And we had a round-robin tournament going on. And we played for a few hours. And then we got sat down. And then we went out and we went, to, went out to get something. Where did we go? Oh, out to... Uh, we came here. 
to look around. And then I had to go by, and we went different places. But anyhow, she said, you know, she said, my arm is sore. From just throwing that old beanbag today, my arm is sore. You know what? In heaven, that arm won't get sore. I don't know if we have corn toss up there or not, but I'm talking about a place to where there'll be no... No death, no, no dying, no, no heartache, no, no weeping. It will be a wonderful, joyous place where we will be in the presence of the Lord forever and ever and ever. And by the way, some people think, well, I don't know if I want to go to heaven. It would be boring there. Listen, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no way it's going to be boring there. Some people have the idea that when I get to heaven, I'm going to be like Casper the Friendly Ghost and float around on a cloud and play my little harp. And, and just, Listen, to me that would be boring. But you don't find anything like that in the Word of God. You find that heaven's going to be a place of learning. Heaven's also going to be a place of ministry. We're going to be there working and serving. Matter of fact, we're going to come back with the Lord for the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years. And we're going to rule and we're going to reign and we're going to be doing some work, honey. Amen? I mean, what a wonderful promise. He said, and I love in the book of Acts, where the men were gazing at the ascension of Christ, and the angels came and, came and said, You men of Galilee, why you stand up gazing unto heaven? This same Jesus, which has been taken up from heaven, will so come again to receive you unto himself. You think, the thing I like about it is this. God's not going to send some angels to get us. He's not going to declare some other prophet to come get us. He's going to send his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, his promise that he will come and receive us unto himself there's your promise you can hang your hat on and i promise you god is faithful faithful hebrews 10 37 for in just a little while he who is coming will come and not delay oh there's many more promises that he's given us today here's another one do you realize that god has promised us that there'll be no more worldwide flood that would take place now there's regional floods and and some of the devastation that takes place as a result of that but as far as the entire earth being destroyed by flood, you realize God said, I'm going to make a covenant with you in Genesis 9. And he said, I'll put a bow in the sky. And every time you see that bow in the sky, remember, that's my promise to you, that I will not destroy the earth again by flood. Now we'll read a little bit further. It's going to happen by fire. <laughs> Amen. But it's not going to happen by the flood. And every time I look in the skies and I see a bow, I see a rainbow in the cloud, I'm reminded, my God is faithful. My God made a promise to me. And we may have some fear and some anxieties in our own life, but I don't know about you. When I look at a beautiful rainbow, you know, the world today, philosophy today will say, go look for that pot of gold. You know, I don't look for that pot of gold. I look for that. I look for God. I look for Him. It reminds me of His promises to me. And I don't know about you, but whenever I see that, it brings peace in my heart. And I know that my God is still alive, and He's still in control, and He is faithful. He's promised us no more destruction by worldwide flood. Here's your one you can take home with you today. He said, I've also promised you that you will always be forgiven. Guys, do you realize that God promised you you will always be forgiven? I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what type of sin or activity you may have been involved in. I want you to know that there is forgiveness in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing you've ever done that's been so bad that our God cannot forgive you of it. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9 that if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and He is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm here to tell you today, if you haven't sought forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to beg you to look to Him today for forgiveness. There's another promise He gives us, and I like this one. He's promised us that He would always love us. Do you realize that? Yes, God is a God 
of love. And He's promised you, I will always love you. Look in your Bibles in Romans 8 and verse 35 through 39. The Bible says, Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or anguish or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Knowing all these things, we are more than victorious through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded, get this now, I am persuaded that not even death or life or angels or rulers or things present or things to come, get this now, hostile powers, height of death or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's the promise. God says, I love you. He says, I love you. And he says, I always will. I am faithful to always love you. You see, a lot of times I've counseled with individuals and and they may come from a family where there wasn't much love shown in the family. They may come from a family where the dad was abusive or the mom was abusive or they were neglected. And sometimes whenever they think about trusting in, in Christ and God as your heavenly father, they associate that with a father that was possibly mean towards them and did not love them. I want to tell you today that our God in heaven is a God who will always love you. There's nothing you will ever do that can separate you from the love of our God for you. Now, the good news is this, that he loves us. And we all can say amen right there. But the better news and the greatest news is that he always will. There is nothing that will ever separate us from the love of God. God's faithful to his promises and God's faithful to his people. Now let me answer the question, how does God achieve this? How does God achieve this faithfulness? I want want you to write down a few things. Number one, through His plans. Guys, do you realize in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 14, the Lord said this. Now here He's talking about about His people Israel. And He says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. God has wonderful plans for you. As an individual, God has plans for you. I want you to know that God knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're faced with. He knows exactly what you're going through. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants you to love Him and He wants to love on you. And I want you to know that He has a plan for you. And what every single one of us do, we need to get along with God by ourselves, And we need to discover God's will and God's plan for us. Now, there is a sovereign will, obviously, for all people. But there is also a permissive will and a personal will that He has for you as an individual. He has a plan for you. And what we need to do is seek after Him. He has plans for you. And I want you to know He's perfect in all of His plans. Second thing I want you to see, how does He achieve His faithfulness? Not only through His plans, but through His purposes. Guys, do you realize that God never makes an accident? Do you realize there's a few... Words in God's vocabulary that are just never said, that may be in our vocabulary. Words like oops or uh uh-oh or oh my, I didn't see that coming. Guys, you realize God never says any of that? Because He is omniscient, He is all-knowing, He is omnipresent, He is everywhere. He knows exactly what's going to take place in your life. And He has a purpose for you. And what we need to do is start discovering what God's purpose is for my life. I told someone the other day as we're hanging these banners, I said, this right here is how we're building our church. 
And this is where we want every person in this auditorium to walk down these seven banners. In other words, when you come in today, we want you to start with honoring God, and that's simply just to worship Him. And then we want you to connect with God. That's through a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ, and connect to a church family. And then we want you to grow. That's called discipleship. Grow in your faith. Learn some spiritual habits. Do some spiritual exercise. And grow in your faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. As you're growing, then we want you to start serving. Get in there and find a ministry. Serve. Work for the Lord. And then we come over to evangelism, which is to reach. We want you now to discover those people in your circle of influence. God has a purpose for you. You'll reach people I never will reach. You'll talk to people I never will talk to. And God wants to use you to reach them. And then we want you to be good stewards and managers of all that you have discovered that God has for you. And then we want you to step up and lead. We need leaders in God's kingdom work. We need leaders in His church. But it all starts when we discover His purpose for us. God has a plan for you, and God has a purpose for you, and that's how He fulfills His faithfulness in you is when we start living those out. And the third thing I want you to see, another way that He achieves His faithfulness is through His power. Someone prayed this prayer of Scripture over me just this past week. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. It says, Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, how? According to... To the power, that power is the Holy Spirit that lives within you, that works in us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want you to know that God is powerful. And He's powerful enough to fulfill every promise and to be faithful to you. You see, there's times when we may not be faithful to someone. There's times when we get discouraged. There's times we may fall by the wayside. There's, there's times in our life where we may let someone down and not be as faithful as we should have been. But I want you to know because of God's power, He will never do that for you. He will always be there for you. Amen? He's faithful. Well, in closing, let me give you a few things to take home with you. Let me give you a few reminders as we close out this thought this morning about how our God is faithful. Number one, I want you to see this. God's faithfulness leads to predictability. You see, I can almost start predicting now how God's going to work and show up in my life. Not that I know everything, but because I look back over the past 20 years or so of being a pastor and leading churches, and I look back and see how God's moved in my life since 1977 when I trusted Him as my personal Lord and Savior, I can see now God's hand, how He works in my life. You can do the very same thing. And because He is faithful to you, you can now start predicting a little bit how God's going to bless you. We know the things that we need to do to line up with God's will. We know how we need to repent of our sins. We know how we need to trust Him as our Savior. And when we start doing these things, we know how God's going to bless us in work. And we talk about, we talk about our personal finances. You want to be blessed in your personal finances? You know how to be blessed. He- hello? It, it's the tithe. You say, you're going to preach on tithing? Why? It's... If we want God to be faithful, we've got to know how He works, right? I mean, when we start doing what God wants us to do, we can start predicting how He's going to start working in our lives. I want you to see that God's faithfulness leads to predictability. You see, I may not know the how, I may not know the why, I may not know the where, but I know that He will be faithful to me. second thing I want to leave you with is this. God's faithfulness is not contradicted by his delays. You see, I have discovered, matter of fact, that there's one thing God's taught me over this past seven or eight years is to be patient. 
And everybody that knows me knows that I am not a patient guy. But I am far more patient today than I have ever been in my life. Because here's something I've discovered. God's faithfulness is not contradicted by His delays. You see, God will answer every one of your prayers. He will answer them yes, no, or wait a while. Now, wait a while is hard to deal with. I'd just rather hear no. And then I can turn around and go a different direction and ask for something else, right? But, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to bless you with that, but just not right now. Let's just wait a while. And the point I want you to get, God's still faithful while we wait. Hello? God is still faithful while we wait. I want to share just a few verses that I want to put up on the screen. I, want you, I just want you to read these. I'm going to read them to you. I want you to read them with me. And I want you to think about God's faithfulness. And then I'm going to be done with this. And while we're reading these verses of Scripture, I'm going to ask the praise team if they'll come and get in place at this time. We're going to move into a time of invitation. But I want you to see these verses of Scripture this morning as we think about God's faithfulness. Exodus chapter 34 and verse number 6. It says, Then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh is a compassionate and gracious God. He's slow to anger and rich in faithful love and truth. In Deuteronomy 7 and 9, Know that Yahweh your God is God, the faithful God who keeps His gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commands. Deuteronomy 32, 4, The rock, His work is perfect. All His ways are entirely just. A faithful God, without prejudice, He is righteous and true. Joshua 21:45. None of the good promises the Lord has made to the house of Israel failed. Everything was fulfilled. Psalm 25 and 10. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep His covenant and decrees. Psalm 89, 8. Last one. Lord God of hosts, who is strong like you, Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I do really just want you to leave with one thought today. And the thought is this. Our God is faithful. He's faithful. And what I want you to do is simply trust Him. Just trust Him. Heavenly Father, as we commit this time to You, Lord, help us to know, help us to discover how faithful You are. All of Your promises are, are yes in Christ Jesus. You've promised us all through Your Word that You'd never leave us you would never forsake us. God, you are a faithful God. And today, we, we just want to brag on you. And we see where you have brought Victory Church. We remember our humble beginnings with just a handful of people. I remember that very first Sunday evening service. And there were three people there, not counting my family. And how we started casting vision on that day. 
And from that, Lord, you've brought us to this. And over the past 13 years of leading this church, I can see, God, where you have been faithful. Father, if there's one here today that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, my prayer is that today they would cry out to you. Today they would give their heart and their life to you. That today, dear God, they would just ask and pray a simple prayer like this. Just say, dear God, I realize that I've sinned. I pray you'd forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my God. I want to trust in you today. Help me, God, to trust in you. Father, I pray over this congregation this morning, as we do business with you, I just ask you, God, that you would bless. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.